Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Kato Aerts, counsel at Lydian in Belgium. On the program, we span the globe and have received updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. Today, we are connecting with our member from Switzerland. Joining us on the program is Thomas Kirin, partner and head of employment with MLL Maya Lustenberger Lachnal Frorib. The effects of the pandemic have challenged the traditional ways of working and managing. The upsurge of remote and cross-border work, for example, and the many factors to consider, continue to influence both employee and employer attitudes and approaches toward the nature of work. Thomas will be speaking with us today about cross-border employment and aspects to consider for Switzerland. Thomas, welcome to the program. How are you today? I am perfectly fine. Thank you for asking. Always a pleasure to speak to you. How are you? Great, thank you. It's good to have you on this podcast because there's many things to talk about cross-border employment, right? Absolutely right. So Thomas, you're a Swiss employment lawyer. I assume you regularly advise in cross-border contexts and advise companies outside Switzerland to employ and hire people in Switzerland. What are the typical legal topics to consider in such a scenario? Yeah, this is correct. As you are well aware, Switzerland is a small country surrounded by different states, members of the European Union. We do support a lot of companies located in the European Union and also outside, for instance, or predominantly the UK or the US. They do pursue business opportunities in Switzerland or wish to do so. And if such companies located outside Switzerland wish to hire individuals in Switzerland, the typical topics to consider are what law is applicable on the collaboration, what implication does the collaboration have on social security and tax, Is the individual allowed to work in Switzerland or from Switzerland, meaning immigration aspects? And very often, as a starting point, the status of the individual to be hired in Switzerland is a, is a major topic. It's very interesting because it's very similar in Belgium. We are also a very small country surrounded by many other countries. So those aspects all sound familiar. You mentioned the status of the individual to be hired. Why is that of importance? First of all, yes, the, the topics we're discussing today, I don't think they are necessarily only relevant for Switzerland. They apply in most other jurisdictions as well as, as soon as there is a cross-border employment situations. Companies often approach us with the clear idea of contracting an independent consultant, whether they call them freelancer or consultant or independent contractor, doesn't really matter. Their main idea is not to hire an employee and increase their headcount. However, Whether a particular individual that is providing services to a company qualifies as such a freelancer or rather is to be qualified an employee is to be decided based on the factual circumstances and not the labeling of a certain contract. And if you hire someone and this person is to be qualified as an employee, this of course triggers certain consequences that you need to be aware of as a company, certain employee protection rights, such as notice periods that need to be respected, paid vacation, or also protection from termination that would not apply to a freelancer, but would apply to an employee, those things are to be considered. And also, if you hire an employee rather than a freelancer, the company might be obliged to also pay social security contributions. Yeah, that's a very important question to ask foreign companies hiring in Switzerland, right? And so it's the case, as in Belgium, I assume, that you have two possible statuses. You have either an employee or it's an independent contractor, but there is no in-between. There's no such thing as a worker status as, as exists in the UK, right? To date, this is correct. Yes, you're okay. either employed or you're not employed. And as long as you're employed, 
from a social security perspective, this might trigger consequences or obligations on the side of the employer. But also, this is dependent on where is the employer located, right? Not all countries have bilateral treaties with Switzerland that trigger such obligations. So you mentioned the place of employment is important, and I think it's very important to determine the applicable law to the contract as well, right? Absolutely. In cross-border employment relationships, we have links or connections to different countries, and there is always the question, what law shall be applicable on the specific employment relationship? And if someone works and performs work in Switzerland, Swiss law would have the assumption of Swiss law being applicable on the employment relationship, but the parties of the employment agreement are free to declare another law applicable as long as there is a close connection to such law. This is possible in case of an employer in the US, you can declare US law applicable, but we could basically, or we could not declare Belgian law applicable on an employment relationship between a US company and a Swiss employee. But it is to be, it is to be noted that certain mandatory rules would still apply in Switzerland, certain mandatory protection rules, for example, would still apply even if foreign law would be applicable in general. Most often, Swiss-based employees would prefer a local contract. Understood. That all makes sense. So that was about the applicable employment law. People who know you, Thomas, know that you're an expert in social security as well. So I was wondering, what about social security? What do we advise our clients? I was fully aware that you will bring up the social security question, even if I had not mentioned social security initially. But yes, of course, social security is an important topic in, in such constellations because Different countries, different possible rules could be affected. And it's important to, to find out what social security system is applicable to a specific employee. As long as someone resides in Switzerland or lives in Switzerland or performs work in Switzerland, as a basic principle, Swiss social security law would be applicable. And I assume this rule applies also in, in other jurisdictions. But as we have different jurisdictions or different countries in question here or, or affected, there might be different rules applicable. And so international treaties, they aim at coordination and avoiding double insurance or that the employee is not insured at all. So it is to be checked on a case-by-case -case basis, also taking into consideration the employee's citizenship and the countries involved, whether there is any treaty applicable that would rule what law is applicable, what social security law is applicable. This is not something the parties can choose in an employment agreement. This is the government, the local government that decides whether someone is subject to their system or not. And it is to be avoided that someone is not subject to any system. And it is also to be avoided that someone is subject to two or even more systems. Yeah, of course. And we advise our clients to just really think about that when they set up split employment or cross-border employment, because the rules are what they are. But of course, a factual situation can be a bit adapted to what the desires of the company and the employee are. Because most people just want to be socially insured where they live or where they have the closest connections. So I think that's the same as Switzerland, right? Yeah. And you don't want to change a couple of times during your career, right? It doesn't make sense if you are insured in Switzerland for 20 years, then you, you go to Germany to work for two years, and then you change the system, and then you go back to Switzerland again. So it needs to be checked. And also, as we both mentioned in the beginning, Belgium and Switzerland are small countries. So we do have a lot of cross-border workers, people who all the time live in another country than where they perform work. And very often, especially during the pandemic, everyone has experienced that people work from home, even more so in the future, maybe than in the past. And this working from home can lead to, to difficulties 
Social security-wise, a certain percentage, we talk about the 25% rule within the European Union and also Switzerland, who is not a member of the European Union, but has the same rules applicable. If you perform work outside Switzerland for more than 25%, meaning more than a little bit more than one day per week, then this might lead to a change in, in the applicable social security scheme. And this is of relevance because you don't want to have the employee insured in the wrong system for quite a while. And even if it's not Switzerland or the European Union, we have bilateral treaties with other countries as well. And it needs to be checked what, what rules, what coordination rules apply and where. As a company, as an employer, you need to register yourself or your employees in order to make sure that everything is, is set up properly. This is some very good advice. And what about tax considerations? Are people automatically taxable in Switzerland? Or would that not necessarily be the case? At the general rule in Switzerland is that the personal income tax would run through your personal life and the employer is usually not involved in that, at least if you have a Swiss citizenship or a status that comes close to that. But what is to be respected for foreign businesses, if they have people work for them in Switzerland, is that the risk of creating a permanent establishment in Switzerland so that depending on what these employees or the employee performs or what responsibility this person has, it might well be that this would lead to the company based abroad that could become subject to limited taxation in Switzerland. right? And this is something that definitely needs to be checked beforehand as well. I don't know all the details of that because I'm not a tax lawyer, but of course, this needs to be checked in any case. And, and I usually refer such cases to our tax department. Yeah. Very good to keep in mind and just highlight that to employers. Funny enough, people or companies always think of taxes, but they rarely think of social security. True. And, and this, is, this is something we need to make them aware that both topics could lead to adverse financial consequences if not thought through beforehand. Yeah, that's a very good point. And then maybe last question on immigration. You mentioned that at the start of the podcast, but what about immigration? Is everyone allowed to work in Switzerland or do the employees need specific permits for that? As long as you have a Swiss passport, you're allowed to work in Switzerland and nothing needs to be considered in this regard. But if you don't have the Swiss citizenship, then it really depends where you come from. Because we have like a different system in place for EU or EFTA nationals. We have treaties with the respective countries where it's easier to obtain a work permit if you are a Belgian citizen, for example, or a German citizen. It is far more complicated if you come from a country where we don't have any such bilateral treaties, basically all countries outside the European Union. And therefore, this is also something that needs to be thought of well beforehand, because it's not so easy to employ someone without Swiss or EU citizenship in Switzerland. Okay. Well, Thomas, this has been a very interesting discussion. I think it would be fantastic for ELA member firms in Europe to continue this dialogue for the benefit of our clients and colleagues. And we in Europe will continue to update our listeners on any new developments. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. If you would like to connect with Thomas, please click on his bio in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. In addition, search the ELA website at ela.law where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Katel Arts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>